Hello. I have an invitation to tea with the Queen. Yes, Emma's been expecting you. Please come in. I think that we just massively underestimate, especially as women, our own capability and awesomeness. And it, it's changed. It's changed my life completely. Yeah. Sometimes I think you go through this journey as a business owner and think you're a bit crazy. You're like, who am I to have this dream? Well, I just think women are hard on themselves. I wish I had been more confident in what I was capable of. But I feel like you do what feels right for you, then that's going to be always on brand. Women, our natural inclination is to be pleasers and to put other people before self. I've never had a tea with the Queen before and this is such a pleasure. (laughs) Hello, I'm Emma McQueen and welcome to Tea with the Queen. There's a Go-Getters Day coming up on March 16. It's for women who want to work on their business, not in their business, and also connect with other like-minded women in business. There'll be beautiful food, beautiful company and you get a little 15 minute meeting with me before go-getters day so you know exactly what you're working on who wouldn't want to come to that march 16 check it out on my website emmamcqueen.com.au and now on with the show today's guest is a girl who has a similar heart to mine she's a go-getter she has a clear direction and she strives to get what she wants she also likes a bit of glitter and a bit of pink what's not to love She also has an eye for opportunity. You see, Belinda Eden is from the regional city of Ballarat. She noticed the busloads of tourists from Melbourne coming to Ballarat for big events. And all the hospitality staff were also coming up from Melbourne to cater for those events. Why not work with local hospitality staff, she thought. And voila, Troop Events was born. It wasn't an easy ride, as you'll hear shortly, but she kept her dream alive and it's paying off big time now. Stick around, she has advice for others looking to grow their own business. Hello, Belinda. Welcome to Tea with the Queen. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. It's so good to have you here. Today, we're going to talk about your business, Troop Events. By the way, your website is beautiful. I love the sparkliness of it. Um, But before we do, you're a business owner before. Can you tell me about the Waxing Salon? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, so I was in um, hair and beauty for just over 20 years and I specialised in waxing, so I was a waxing specialist and I had my own salon for eight years. What what does a waxing specialist mean? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, what I specialised in was Brazilian waxing and because I was able to combine my hairdressing background as well, I used to actually shape and colour um, people's areas. And uh, so I'd make your JJ dance like a disco ball. So I'd actually add like dimentis and, and things like that. Wow! So it was really fun. Yeah. I'm so glad I asked. I am so glad I asked. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a long way from troop events. Oh, completely. Tell me about troop. What is it and what was the motivation to start it? Yeah, great question. So what Troop Events is, is we provide hospitality and event staff for events, basically, across regional Victoria. It's more for the people or the businesses that are needing a large group of people as a one-off or a couple of events one back-to-back that they just can't help get enough staff for their own events. So we work at lots of festivals, um, tourism activations, 
weddings, things like that. So if you're doing a DIY wedding and you're setting it up at home in a homestead or something like that, that's where we provide the professional and experienced bar staff. I love it. And you started just before COVID hit. How did you cope with the pandemic? Because, of course, the hospitality industry was annihilated. Tell me about that time. Yeah, that was a uh, a big struggling time. So I actually have just had my fourth birthday. So in uh, February 2019 is when we officially launched out in the big wide world. Yeah, so as we all know, March 2020 was when COVID hit. So that first year of my business, we were able to sort of, you know, just introduce people. In in regional Victoria, this concept of an agency is not something that is heard of. Like if you go to Melbourne or Geelong, they tend to be aware of agencies and have used them. But then when you go out to places like Ballarat, Bendigo, it's not sort of a common space to be working. So a lot of the first year was about just people being aware of us. And then, yeah, COVID came and that was not a great journey in any element. Not only did I not have a business, my staff didn't have jobs. The businesses that we created relationships with, they were suffering. No one knew what they were doing. We tried to pivot, but then it was hard to know what to pivot into. And everyone sort of just had to work within themselves about what they were eligible or able to do physically. For myself, it was absolutely horrid because I had a breakdown. So we'd only just refinanced our home to help with the business and oh, I get emotional every time I hear about it or talk about it. It's um, it's still very raw, but at the same time, COVID sort of changed the way my business is and how it is. And I had to learn different things. I had to learn more about myself. I had to find the light again because the light went out <laughs> for me. So, yeah. Well, thank you for being so raw and honest. I think that that's a lot of business owners journey in the pandemic, right? The light went out and you're just like, when is this thing going to end? And you're in regional, so maybe it was different. But for us in Melbourne Metro, we were like, this is a seven-day lockdown. It'll be fine, which turned into what? Months. Never-ending <laughs> never ending lockdown. Yes. And so, you know, but you'd put your heart and soul into it and when your house is on the line, that's really scary. Did you have always have faith that you would bounce back or did you just go into that dark time and you were just like, nah, I'm done? Look, I... I'm I'm a big picture person. Yes, I always had hope that it would be a time, but that timeline no one knew. And still, you know, it's still quite active still at the moment as well. But for me, and this is just a personal thing, I'm not a person that stays at home. Anyone who knows me, I'm out and about and I'm moving and grooving and doing whatever it is and networking and just talking to people and all that sort of stuff. And then when I'm being told that I had to stay home, that was not something that was great. My husband works and he was able to go to work. So he was like, you know, you get to stay home. The kids, we had one in BCE, one in secondary school, having to manoeuvre around that as well because they also had to adapt. It was a big challenge. But in the long run, I knew it would lift at some stage, but it was more about when is the challenge. And I and I went and got, you know, a couple of online jobs and worked for 
companies that you do a lot of online sales or call centers and things like that. So I did have something to sort of get me out of bed each day, but that was not my passion. My passion is my business and I am very emotionally (laughs) invested in my business and my staff and all my clients as well. So, Oh, my goodness. I love it because I had a eight-year-old at the time at home. No, she was seven at the time. My husband's a school teacher and he teaches woodwork and he had to do that via Zoom, so you can imagine that, with secondary school children. And I was the busiest I've ever been. So you know how people do the whole, I've got nothing to do. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I just like a day of that. But what happened for me is I had lots of clients that I was supporting. There were clients going bankrupt. There were clients pivoting. There were clients whose services were going through the roof. There was just so many things. So I hear you just that time. And it feels really surreal now. But I actually think if you're in Melbourne, you've got a bit of post-traumatic stress about the whole entire time, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I suppose one of the best parts that I still get quite emotional over is that one moment, which was actually the 3rd or 4th of November, and it was when the Melbourne Cup came back and they were allowed to have 10,000 people. So on that Tuesday, I had actually took the Tuesday off because I was working for another company on the Wednesday, I finished up that contract. They just said, look, you know, there's nothing else after this. And there was murmurs in the background about events and, you know, it's going to reopen, it's going to reopen, it's going to reopen and that excitement. And then on the Thursday, I had seven inquiries for, and at that time it was for over 60 people. And so by the Friday, I found an office. The Sunday, I'd moved into the office and Monday, I was interviewing people. And so it literally was overnight and it was amazing. And I remember just just getting this ball of just happiness happening inside and the light down that really dark tunnel started to become super bright and that was the best feeling. It was just the best feeling. Oh, that's so amazing. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because overnight your business can change and shift. And obviously you're a go-getter because you went out and did everything that you need to do to get it back on track. Now things seem to be looking good for you from what I have seen. What kind of events do you get asked to do now? We get a a variety. So we have things like the small intimate things like a 50th birthday party where it might be at home where they just want someone to serve and just clean the dishes. (laughs) And then we have everything right up to festivals, so music festivals. We've got a lot of tourism events as well. So we're going out further, wineries, lots of weddings. It goes through different stages. Um, January was... December, January was busy and then it went quiet and then it's coming back into busy again. So it's just a variety. So the main thing that we do is provide hospitality in the front of house space. So it's the food service, the bar service and things like that. It sounds like you're expanding. So you're regional. Are you regional but expanding out? What um, locale do you service? Currently we are Ballarat, Bendigo, Geelong and Melbourne. But the idea is go complete regional through Victoria and then go national. The idea, so our platform actually offers an opportunity for people to travel and pick up work. So the idea is actually have a bit more of a nomadic lifestyle platform for people to find employment. 
And then, yeah, so, you know, to be able to go, I'm travelling with my family or my friends or I'm just jumping in a van and heading whichever way and be able to go, oh, it's summer, let's go to the to the beach and then, oh, it's winter, let's go to the snowfields or <laughs> let's go to the snowfields in summer because that's what's been happening as well. Yes, but true. to be able to actually uh, travel around and have that opportunity and then, you know, wouldn't it be amazing to take that across the world and be able to travel around all the different countries and and just be able to pick where you want to work and when there's jobs and, yeah, that's a big idea, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about how quickly you might be focusing on global domination. <laughs> oh, look, whenever an invest- investor wants to come <laughs> forward and take on this. If we've got any angel investors listening to this podcast, <laughs> feel free to reach out to Belinda. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But that's the thing, like I... I would love to have an opportunity to be able to have a like a sticker on a on a business that utilizes our services so that when you're traveling around and you see that sticker you're like you know what this is amazing. So my ideal is, you know, you're traveling around the Amalfi Coast, you come across this beautiful cafe and you think, "Geez, I'd love to stay here a little bit longer." And then you'd be able to look up on the on the app and go, "Oh, actually, there's a lot of jobs around here and there's a lot of businesses. And so then to be able to then apply and, and talk to the people that own these businesses about how long you could stay there, you know, and then just, yeah, travel, travel and work, yeah. Travel and work. It sounds like bliss. How many children do you have? I have two. And One just turned uh, 19 on Valentine's Day. Oh, how lovely. So yes. 19 on Valentine's Day. And 16. And 16. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I've got three, 23, 21 and now nine. So yeah, it's super interesting about the travel, isn't it? Because travel is just really opening up now as well. So by the time you're ready for global domination, the world would have caught up and you'd be fine. (laughs) All right. Any investors out there, we want them. (laughs) Uh, Tell me, I understand you have a lot of loyalty from your staff. How do you find them and how do you keep them? Biggest question I get asked when dealing with business owners. I suppose everyone's different. Like it's a personality thing, I think, when you start off with. And for me, I didn't intentionally, like I wanted to create a culture, but I didn't intentionally go out and go, this is what I'm going to do. But just by having a conversation, like I work next to my staff, so I'm not standing or I'm not sitting in an office, I'm not twiddling my thumbs, I'm not telling them what they need to do. I'm actually working side by side with them. I'm the one that's usually smashing up the the um, ice bags or ripping open the slabs of beer or, or something like that. And, and when we're doing large scale events, I put myself in a in a sort of health and well-being officer position. So I'm just going around and checking on everyone. And just that, I think, makes the difference. I would know 85% of my staff by face and name. (laughs) You know, I have got over 200 people on my database. I don't know every single person and they don't know me, but I do intend, like every time we work at a large scale event, we we do go out of our way to sort of get to know each other. And we've, we've created the culture within the staff as well to sort of take the newbies under the wing and show them the ropes and things like that. But yeah, my staff... I don't know. I think the way I find them is purely just online. People find me through social media. If I do a seek ad, the platform allows anyone to apply as long as they've got an RSA. Again, depending on the client and the expectations that that's how we use the filter. But the actual staff 
Yeah, I think it's about a culture. I think it's about the culture of it and, you know, getting to know them, helping and supporting them. If I see them doing something that I can help improve, I'll just tweak it a little bit. I'm an open book when it comes to my staff as well. I just love working with them. Yeah, right. So tell me, I mean, are they mainly locals to the areas that you work in? Is it easier to find them because it's not Melbourne Metro, I guess is what I'm asking? I think when it comes to the staffing side of things, yes, my staff are predominantly, because I'm based in Ballarat, are mainly Ballarat people, but I like to go into locations and actually employ more locals. So it's about keeping local jobs for local people and keeping that money in the town. But then sometimes there's not enough time between bookings to sort of go in to do the recruitment. We'll have a booking, as an example, in Bendigo and it might be next week and they say we need 10 staff. Well, you know, we're bussing them instead, instead of trying to recruit in that short amount of time. But, yeah, the whole idea is to actually go in to the local economy and into the local um, job pool and just give them that opportunity to work locally. That's awesome because local communities need it too, right? Absolutely, absolutely. What's the next stage of your business? What's next? I'm not sure if I can tell you yet. (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't know or because it's a secret? There's some things that are in in place and nothing has been guaranteed or or confirmed, so I can't Uh say, but it's about helping the industry. It's about helping people with employment. Mm, I think that's about as far as I can say. (laughs) I love that. Potentially also a national client as well, so that's also pretty cool. Oh, that's exciting. What are your top three tips for business owners who are looking to grow and take on the world, global domination, like you are, what would you say to them? Look, there's so many areas and I'm a bit of a, I'm a visualist. Like if you're telling me about how you're wanting to run an event, as an example, I can visualize it. I can put it together and I think, oh yeah, yeah. So I'm very operational, but sometimes I do get stuck. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I could do this, 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 and this, and this. And I get overwhelmed with my own brain about the possibilities and the endless opportunities. So I create a vision board. So I put down the goals, aspirations, you know, things like that. I put a money amount, um, you know, if there's anything that I'm wanting to invest in, if there's any holidays that are planned as well. So I sort of put that together. That's the first thing. So if you ever get stuck, that's a good place to start. And I'm very much about getting on Google, finding a picture, printing it out and cutting it up and and putting it together on a corkboard in front of me so it sits right above my computer. But also because I have so many ideas and a list a mile long, as a lot of us do, and I'm really not great when I've woken up at three o'clock in the morning with the list going on in my head. So I do a brain dump. And the thing that I learned about the brain dump was it actually really helps. And it doesn't matter what's in that brain dump. It could be you've got to, you know, polish your kid's shoes or something like that or put that washing on or, I don't know, just even just to shave your legs. Like you need to have a list to then get it out so your brain is free. And then I allocate things. So it could be, how long will that be? And everyone will have different ways of doing it. Some people could be location, but I will put together, and mine's more about emails and refollowing up people and communicating that sort of stuff. So I'll actually go, well, how long will that email take? Five minutes. So then I'll put them all into categories of these will all take five minutes. In total, that might be an hour. And then 
because you've got 30 things on your list, you can then cross off, you know, 10 of those in an hour and sometimes quicker because, you know, depending on what you're writing. And that really helps. So I would absolutely do that. And that comes down to everything from ideas for a business. If you're thinking about doing this or doing that, that is really good. And then the third thing is the actual journey of a business. So this is actually my second business. You are okay to hate your business at some stage. There will be times that you will be so mad and frustrated and want to give up and just go and throw the towel in. It's okay. You can have those thoughts, but there will also be as quickly as you hate your business or or fall out of love with your business, the quicker you can re-fall in love with. And that could be anything from, you know, you've only got two bookings happening and then all of a sudden you get five. Like just that is that one moment Yes. Um, Getting an email to say, hey, can I book? You know, or it's a funny emotional roller coaster ride. And can I just add one, a fourth thing? Oh, by all (laughs) means, go for it. (laughs) So I get this asked a lot, and it's about would you recommend having a business? And I say, yes, absolutely. Jump in, do it. Don't be at the end of your life going, oh, shoulda, coulda, you know, that sort of process. Will the business be easy? No. Are you going to have fun? Yes. Is it going to be financial? Depending on what you're doing. But for me, I wanted to give my business a go. There was a lot of people around me that were like, why? Or I wish you luck. I hope it works. And that probably drove me a little bit more, but then I've also, the fifth child, I'm very, you know, <laughs> a strong personality and no one tells me <laughs> that I can't yeah, do something. Yeah. If you say so I can't it, do yeah. it, watch me get this yeah. thing done. <laughs> My mum, when she was when I was younger, she said, don't cut your hair. And uh, now I've got it half shaved and it's purple and, you know, all that fun stuff. But, um, but, yeah, if you're thinking of a business, absolutely do it. You'll have thousands of ideas. Write them down. And if that business idea just keeps coming back, because if you think of it as a business idea and in two days you've forgotten about it, then that's not the business. But if you have a business idea and that you wanted to just keep refreshing and keep rehashing and developing it a bit more and doing a brain dump and doing a mind map and doing all that sort of stuff, and you start to really feel that it is something that you want to do, then give it a go. And there's so many reasons why we start a business, you know, like a lot of my clients that the business in the first place for flexibility then they realize they're earning money for other people and they'd rather earn money for themselves they realize that they're actually better at having running a business than they are at being in a business or they have been in business quite a long time now and they're unemployable (laughs) because they've been the boss for so long right yes they're great for tips thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us that's awesome no worries um thank you so much for joining us on tea with the queen i'm watching your face our audience will not be able to see our faces but I'm watching your face and let me tell you when Belinda is talking about her business her whole face lights up (laughs) and it's beautiful to see a business owner who's so in love and so passionate about what they're doing and thank you for joining us. Oh thank you so much for this opportunity yes I do light up I do find that I do inspire a few people in businesses and just even my clients like they understand the passion the love 
the knowledge and all that sort of stuff. So I'm thank you for for acknowledging that. <laughs> You're welcome. Pleasure. And before we go, just a reminder: there's a Go Getters Day coming up on March 16. It's for women who want to work on their business, not in their business, and also connect with other like-minded women in business. There'll be beautiful food, beautiful company, and you get a little 15-minute meeting with me before Go-Getters Day so you know exactly what you're working on. Who wouldn't want to come to that? March 16, check it out on my website, emmamcqueen.com.au. Goodbye. Thank you for coming.